Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Certainly Doomed Reviews. I'm Sam. It's Kurt. And it's Katie. Where we what? Where it's called How You Doin' Dune? <laughs> Dunin. Or What Are You Doing in My Swamp? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, we're renaming it. <laughs> Which, whichever one you want to call it, or whatever Dune meme you can think of, because we watched Dune at very different variants in <laughs> times <laughs> it absolutely has to be <laughs> what are you doing in my swamp now <laughs> that's probably better than how you doing uh, right kurt because you hate friends I, I do hate friends there's just two doing many of these <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry you don't have taste kurt i'm sorry i don't like a show about people pretending to be poor new york What's so different about the, like, you're, you're poor in Kansas City. Yeah, but I'm not pretending to be poor in Kansas City. I am poor in Kansas <laughs> City. But you like Seinfeld? Huh? You like Seinfeld? Love it. That's the same thing. No, but no it's it, not, because Seinfeld's not actually funny. No, in Seinfeld, they pretend to, they're not pretending to be bad people. They are bad people. Jerry Seinfeld voiced a bee <laughs> where he tried to fuck a lady. Are you talking about Free Guy? <laughs> <laughs> The free guy problem. That's <laughs> <laughs> all exists because Jerry Seinfeld. Do you know how many furries the B movie created? More, more than one. Uh, and we have to thank Jerry Seinfeld for that. Great. That makes me ha- hate Seinfeld even more. <laughs> so Dune's two hours and thirty-five minutes long. Stars Tim- Timothée Chalamet. 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 <laughs> Timothée Chalamet. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, J- Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, Javier Bardem. I'm doing this without looking at it. I think that's it. I think that's it. You know, if you had looked at it, you would have pronounced <laughs> Timote Chalamet correctly the first time. Josh Brolin. <laughs> How can I forget Ch- Josh Brolin? <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a watch it for me. <laughs> it's a watch it for me. Uh, it's it's a watch it for me. I was a little too hesitant, Katie. It, it's a tentative watch. Watch it. Does it also factor in that you were tired when we watched this? Um, I don't think so. Does it factor in your hatred of sand? Because it's coarse <laughs> and it's rough. No. Nope. It gets everywhere. Anakin Skywalker is not my favorite character in Star Wars. I'll, we'll dive into it when we get we get into our questions. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a watch it for me. I know I didn't explain it, but like... Bro, we caught sand. <laughs> so watch it. If you like sand, watch this. Big fan of sand. You like this? <laughs> big fan of sand. Big fan of sci-fi. Boom. If you're into deserts. <laughs> if you deserts. like dunes. Do you like dunes? Do you like Zendaya? So spoilers. Um. Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great 
destiny beyond his understanding must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of the family and his people as malevolent malevolent forces ex explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence only those who can conquer their own fear will survive <clears throat> so what is everybody's favorite part of the movie the fucking cinematography it is a gorgeous movie. It's such a pretty movie. Like, Which, even, f like, they're just in a desert, and it still looks pretty. <laughs> it, it, it is very visually stunning. When we were on our way to Vegas, the student was watching it on his laptop, and I remember constantly, like, looking up at him and being like, Oh my god, that movie is so pretty. I don't even know what's going on. That movie is so pretty. My favorite part is uh, Oscar Isaac. I mean, I like all this movie and it made me read the book to just so I, I was trying to read the book before the movie and i was able to get far enough in the book to where this stops yeah and i mean i liked his character in the book but in this movie he would like played him perfectly and i mean i've always been an oscar isaac fan but i was like man he's such a good actor <laughs> he's a very good actor i like him in most everything i've seen him in so in our um, unreleased lost episode, I did comment about how handsome I think Oscar Isaac is. I believe. Oh, was, was that ET? I think this was Annihilation or ET. I oh yeah. Remember. Oh yeah. I guess it would be Annihilation would make sense because I don't think we fan cast him at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I Oscar Isaac is wonderful. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Sam just shared his current location with me. Oh, it's because I had pulled up the synopsis on my phone and I had left it unlocked. <laughs> uh, never mind, I won't say it. Hey, uh, you're here. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, Annihilation. That's one we really should go back and redo. But I would agree, Oscar Isaac is, is a good-looking guy. He's a great actor, too. He is. Th that beard is pretty great in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's uh, my favorite part would be man would it be the names no is that your least favorite yes favorite part would probably be zendaya i was gonna say she's barely in it though. exactly no she i do genuinely like her as an actress um i think i gotta agree with you kurt like this is just such a visually stunning movie it's very pretty very well done um and for being a movie that is only one half of the story which i know will dive into it is pretty well paced it's hard with stuff like that to be able to tell only half the story and it still feel what's the word i'm looking for cohesive yes and not drawn out and obnoxious because there are some series that they've done this thing where they split a story into two and you get the first half and it's okay but it's just like, why did I get only this? Like, why not just give me the whole thing right now? So, I I think it did a really good job at being a... Uh, I'm really good at words right now. My brain's not functioning. It did a good job about being a cohesive, well-written story. Yes, for being the first half of it. Uh, this, this may be the only time I compliment the Harry Potter movies, but I think Harry... The, 
it was smart of them to split up the books for that. Granted, I haven't read them, but it seems like it would not have worked if they had just done one really long movie for seven. And as the 84 version of Dune has taught us, this movie would be too big to do in two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree Kay. with that. And I actually, I brought up through for our recommended movies. I don't want to spoil anything, but I did put Deathly Hollows Part 1 for that reason because, like I said, there are some movies or series where they split a story into two and it just doesn't work. There's not enough that happens in that first half to make it even worth splitting it into two. And some of these stories, like, you you have to... It's almost better to just condense it and deal with losing some of the details. Yeah. So... They sh- this is a complete quick tangent, but they should have done that for the Hunger Games Mockingjay. Yes. That first movie is so slow and boring. God, and it's so sad because it's the best book. It is. Like, like it's actually a good ending to the trilogy in the book-wise. Like, I have my gripes with it, but in terms of, you know, book trilogies that don't, like, fizzle out, that it did a great job of not fizzling out. And yeah. The movies did. God, the movies did. Yeah, well, and I think some of that has to do with... Mockingjay Part 1, Part 2. Well, casting, also. Do you want to... I don't want to go on a a tangent on that. A full-blown rant. We could do another miniseries on The Hunger Games, I guess. We absolutely should. Yeah, I know Corey loves them. I'll, I'll sum it up. Jennifer Lawrence is great in, like, the first couple of movies by Mockingjay, I've I just feel meh about her in those. I think the writing also suffered by Mockingjay. Yes. Big time. Not, not in the books. This is not reflective of the books yeah, the, at all. The script for the movie. Yeah. By then, I'm just kind of like, eh. So, I think that you know, they, they really does lead right into my least favorite part. And it's not the fact that it's a two-part movie. It's the fact that I think it was Okay, full spoilers. So it's after the point. There's a point where there's this big story moment, and uh, Timothy Clement's dad gets killed. <laughs> Timothy Chlamydia. Is that what you're about to <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted to do. Um, it's so sad. I really, really like him. Like I think he's like one of my favorite new actors. But he's just his last name. I can never say it right with my lisp, so I just improvise. <laughs> what you mean, like Charlemagne? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. Timothy Camomile. Yeah, Timothy <laughs> Camomile from now on. For me. Is he the new Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah. Well, everybody says his name wrong. But um, I, I think you know, there's. It's right after his dad dies, and then him and his mom escape. And then they end up in this underground bunker. And I think this scene's probably only, what, 15 minutes? If that? Maybe. From, like, from when they get, they leave on the little bike thing and they get there. But I don't know why, but that was, like, the longest 10 minutes of the movie. And it's just, I don't know what it was. I feel, I feel bad because I don't, I can't put my finger on it exactly. But can we just cut those 10 minutes? It's not even like we're making the movie drastically shorter. I'm not like, oh, like sometimes I'm like, like cut an hour. No, no, no. Just cut like five minutes. <laughs> I just get so insanely bored during those five minutes. I almost looked at Sam and been like, dude, this. This movie's garbage. This this movie went from amazing to just. And it picked back up and I'm like, oh, okay. 
So that is that's the only time where I'm like, you know what? They could have sped just the singular one part of the movie up. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna take me a second to think of my least favorite part. Oh, good! I have time to go on a rant. Okay, um, so my least favorite part mm-hmm. are some of the names. Is this why I was a tentative watched it? No. Okay. The names I have a name. Oh, go for it. I'm I I was we were re-listening to some of our old episodes. You complain about names a lot. Is it because issue- your name's Katie Wee Island? <laughs> They always mispronounce it in women's prison. There's the spray bottle under the spray curtain. <laughs> um, no, I just okay. Here's my issue. I have like I'm gonna go with like two and a half names that I have an issue with. This is a sci-fi movie, correct? Sci-fi story. Correct, yes. Mundo. Okay, so when I go into a sci-fi movie, I'm not really expecting you know normal people names. And I have an issue, or at least I want consistency. How about that? If you're going to have a sci-fi movie, you either stick to your basic names or you just go all out and you get the the fun, crazy sci-fi names. Okay. You don't, you don't name your main character fucking Paul. I mean, Star Wars, the main character's name is Luke. Yeah, but the rest of the names are pretty... I don't want to say super basic, Do you want everybody named... Fucking Dumbledore. No, but what I'm saying is you can't have half of these fucking other names. I'm not even going to be able to pronounce half of these. Let me see. I literally just googled characters from Dune. But I just have an issue with Paul, Lady Jessica, and my half an issue is Duncan Idaho. I mean, to be fair, there's a character in Star Wars' name who's Luke's best friend who gets pretty much cut out of the movie his name's big starklighter so <laughs> i i just so so here's the thing is um paul and also luke come from the bible and they're disciples of jesus so i i wonder if they're going with the parallel there 100 percent. i mean star wars is takes a lot of inspiration I mean, like, from dune like 80 percent of fantasy is just jesus metaphors and it also almost always follows, as we've talked about before, the hero's journey. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It really bothered me that we had some of these. Would you rather be Cho Chang or Trades? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's another rant. <laughs> That's another rant for another miniseries. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I have an issue when you have these cool-ass fucking names and then you just give me fucking Paul. Like... I just, I don't know. It bothers me. You can judge me all you want. I see you. I do. I, I do. I just, I find that you just have the issue with that. I have a bigger issue when I'm just like, oh, I know Paul Artrades. He's the only character's name I remember. Yo, there's that yeah, weird spider dude his on name the Paul ceiling. Because it's fucking Paul. There's a weird spider dude on the ceiling. There's hot Oscar Isaac. Oscar Duke Isaac's Lado. wife. Huh? Lado. Lado. Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing: is they all have such fantastical names. I struggle bus hard trying to remember them. I don't struggle bus remembering Paul. And I get that. I just I don't know. If you're gonna have, you gotta be consistent. That's all I'm saying. Don't give me half sci-fi names and then Paul and 
So, Jessica. So for all the Pauls out there, just know Katie doesn't like you. No, I don't have an issue you with all the Pauls in the world. stab a Paul to get into women's prison? <laughs> Is this coming full circle? No. She knows a Paul in real life. I know a couple of Pauls in real life. Are you appalled by the name choice in this movie? <laughs> but it's... I don't know. I just, like I said, I just have an issue with the, the consistency. Give me either go all in, go balls to the wall with sci-fi names, or don't go at all and name him fucking Paul. And Sam had to listen to me bitch about it the whole time we watched this true. movie. And then I was just checking Twitter like two days later, and one of the like community managers for Bungie tweeted out, he's like, I can't believe there's a character, or still thinking about it. There's a name, or somebody named Duncan Idaho in tune. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent her to her. He, she did, or he did, sorry. He did indeed. Excuse me if I can find it. I've been on, a lot of stuff. I've been on a Twitter kick lately. I send you a lot of shit. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I send you a lot of stuff as well. You do. That's fine. It's really funny, though, because I have on, like, the the work mode or whatever, the focus mode. And I only have it so certain notifications come through. And so I'm like, I know I have it set so Sam's text messages come through as a push alert. But in focus mode, it condenses all of them and the wall in focus. And so I'll see Sam on there and I go, and then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, why is it going there? And then I realize I have a Twitter notification. We just watched it last week, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, dang it, I scrolled way too far. Um, I guess I'll get into my least favorite part, but uh, as the one person who's read slash listened to the audiobook for this, um, my only issue is something they cut out from the first half, which I totally understand because it's a two and a half hour movie, and this would have killed the pacing like pretty quickly. But before the Harkonnens attack, they have a dinner party with, like, the local, like, leaders in the city. I just, I find that scene really interesting because it gets into, like, the, the politics of Arrakis a little bit. It gets into the Clone Wars part of the, yeah. the, the story. But, you know, you get to, it also kind of helps, I guess maybe that's really my biggest issue with, like, the pacing of the movie is... They're maybe on Arrakis for like three days and then immediately have to like lose everything. <laughs> but that being said, I do like the pacing of the movie, so I see why they cut it. But Bro, it's really that five minutes I got a problem with. Like I don't know what it is, <laughs> but like Bro, just, just cut it. <laughs> well, I think it's the drastic change. We went from one of the most action-filled scenes to here's a bunker we're doing nothing yeah, not just nothing nothing but like they literally can't do anything extra like, nothing yeah i think if they had if there was a way to and i understand obviously for story's sake like you can't just you work all the way up to here's the big action pack scene and now we're gonna slowly climb back down the hill and go into the nothingness. You, it's going to be an instantaneous thing, yeah. and, and it has to be. It makes sense, but I, I, I get it. It's such a quick change, and you're like, oh, okay, we're done now. Cool. 
It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> and then we just hang out with fucking Paul for a while. And this adventure's of Paul. And his mom. Can I say, I really did not expect this. I mean, I knew it was going to be some kind of, you know, quest kind of story. That's usually what they are. But I really didn't expect him to be going on this grand old journey with his mom. And I don't have an issue with it. I just, I don't know. I didn't see it being his mom that he was going to be traveling with. Um, so since we talked about it a little bit, um, does this suffer from being part one of a two-part story? You guys are both looking at me, so I guess I'll go first. Uh, this is where my tentative yes comes in. Um, while I do think that he did a good job with the pacing and it does carry on as its own story for the most part, I, I was talking about this with one of my friends. My issue with it being broken up is knowing that there is more to the story so that these, these big parts in, in this movie don't feel that big. They don't feel as important because you know there's more to come and that's probably where the climax of the story is going to come in. So while, you know, yes, Leto dies. I just said his name wrong, didn't I? Leto. Leto. Jared Leto. <laughs> Our man's Oscar. Mm. <laughs> when he dies, he, like, yes, it's like, oh, that sucks. And he sacrificed himself at least. And, you know, it, that's great. But it's also like, oh, okay, he's, he's gone now. What now? So I, I just, that's where my issue comes in is the, the big parts don't feel big because I know there is something bigger coming and now we have to wait for it. So I that's why I say it's a tentative watch it because if the second part was out already, I feel like I'd be like, yep, watch it that way. You can immediately turn on part two and you get the full story right then and there. So it, I still really enjoyed this movie would have been better if I was not super tired. <laughs> but it just, I don't know, that that part was what made it a little rough for me because it's like, okay, I, I wanted more, basically. You know, I, I can I can agree with that. I, yeah, I was really, I don't know, I think I told Sam, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to wait until part two comes out and just watch the super cut, you know, because... And then he's like, hey, I'm going to go see it. I'm like, fuck, yeah, I do. Uh, I'm a sucker for a movie. But I think my biggest issue with it being cut into two parts is I feel like I, I'm not saying I was lost, lost, but there's a lot of the lore stuff that very clearly just doesn't get explained. Like there's some stuff that just happens. And I'm like, okay, is this going to be explained in part two? Is this a read the book type of thing? And that, that was, it's real minor for me. I don't think it actually is going to hamper it. Because, like, there are some things that's kind of the cool thing about sci-fi is sometimes things just are the way they are. When, like, this shadow dude rose, the spider dude rose out of the tank of the black ooze. I didn't know what was going on, man. It was cool as shit. So I, 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 I'm down. But I'll admit, it, 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 it's such a small hindrance, though, for me. I'm not going to lie. It's really easy for me to get past it because I'm like, oh, that's just how the world is, though. Yeah. Um, as I guess the, the biggest Dune fan here, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> the one who's actually read the entire book. Yes. And, and seen the story. Seen the other movie. Um, 
I'll say no on it being hindered by it. Because uh, the other movie is kind of fun as it is to watch. The first, like, hour 15 is, like, this just condensed down even more. And then it just gets into voiceover to basically just fill into the gaps so they can get to the climax of the book or of the story. And I'm glad that they were able to split up a book this size into two parts. So. I was going to say, I mean, it does kind of end anticlimactic, I, you could say. Like, them walking to the desert isn't super memorable or, like, cool of an ending, I would say. But then I also remembered my true, actual, least favorite part while we were talking. <laughs> um, so with Duke Leto dying, it they reveal that Dr. Yue is the traitor. Um, in the book, you know the whole time that he's going to betray them because there is point of view like chapters from him because he knows that his wife was taken by the Harkonnens. So he has to betray the Atreides to get her back. And you just can feel his like regret because these people are like so good to him that it hurts more when he has to do it. But he also gets to have his, you hope his revenge from Duke Leto sacrificing himself. So and you don't get that in the movie because he's there for maybe five minutes at most. Yeah, you get him visiting with Paul and like twice, and then at the end, I say the his end being by do Leto and then him sacrificing or Leto sacrificing himself, and that's it. So it's very short, and that's it. So, I you know I I, I do think the the Harry Potter comparison is really accurate because. Like the first movie was just the build-up, and it, it did have an anticlimactic end. Of spoiler alert, don't know if I should issue one, but it ends with Voldemort pulling the wand out of Dumbledore's tomb. Like that, that that's it. It was it's cool. It's yeah, and I mean, but it's I'm the biggest Harry Potter fan in this room, so I will I will give it the the credit of that was enough for us to. The audience to be left wanting more. The, the same thing with this one. Like, yeah. It, 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 it is the slower setup part that you do need to care about to care about the second climactic part. It's important. It just, like I said, it's going to be one of those things, I think, that if we were to sit down and watch part one and then watch part two when it comes out, all the big things in this movie are not going to feel that big at all. They will feel like hurdles versus an actual hill. I also feel like, you know, when it comes to part one and part two of a movie, like when part two comes out, it's almost like you're re-reviewing part one. Because it's not like a sequel. Like, these movies aren't meant to be two, like... Completely different things. It's part one and part two, like... Yeah, it's the same story. It's just broken in half. Yeah, I feel like at, at that point, you know, this movie almost doesn't become it becomes not a movie anymore and then the two dune movies are you have to consider one at least to me personally because it's like oh man dune 2 sucked it's like do you watch part one no i don't need to it's like bro it's it's literally fucking part two <laughs> it's kind of like in game or infinity war and in game 
Yeah. Like, you can't really watch Endgame by itself. I mean, granted, you have to watch more movies to get, like, the full experience out of it, but, like, it's not a complete story by itself without the previous movie to enhance it. Yeah. It really needs Infinity War in front of it. Yeah. And at least this one didn't have a whole 30 minutes devoted to impotence. It's a Twilight reference for all of you. Uncultured swine. <laughs> I was very confused for a second. I was like, I don't remember there being an impotent scene in in game for Infinity War. I, I was like, wait a minute. I so you know we we're talking about the pacing and stuff. It does make me worry a little bit because I mean, obviously, I don't know what's going to happen in the rest of the story. I haven't read it. I've not seen the original movie, so it makes me wonder if. Or, like, how different the pacing will be in part two versus this one, and will it actually work cohesively? That's a valid point. Um, I know I haven't read it in a while, but there there was a article from Denis Villeneuve, the director, when part one was coming out that said that the second part would be a lot more action-packed, which makes sense with it being the climax of this story. Yeah. Which he does want to do this as a trilogy with the second book being it's the third movie. Um, Because that's kind of like the wrap up for Paul's character. That, I guess, spoilers for part two. Is the second book shorter? It's a lot shorter. Uh, I don't know if the page counts for him, but like for Audible, uh, Dune or just the story of Dune's like 22 hours and then Dune Messiah which is the second book is like nine and a half hours oh significantly smaller yeah so it could definitely be condensed into probably a so, two hour movie but uh I guess to get a little bit excited about part two um they did announce some or people in talks to star in the sequel uh Florence Pugh is uh set to play uh the character of Princess Irulan, who's a very important character in the book. Um, and then... My girl, Florence. Yeah. And then uh, Austin Butler, who's playing Elvis in that new Elvis movie, uh, is set to play a character of, named Fade Routha, who's a Harkonnen, who's about the same age as Paul, so... Cool. I like both of them. I don't know if I've seen them in anything else, but... He looks good as Elvis, so I'll take it. If I remember right, he may have been on Disney Channel. I don't remember. Oh, I'm sure, probably. (laughs) I'll I'll look it up while Kurt goes on. I I definitely think that, you know, split as we've talked about with Hunger Games, Marking Chase sucked. Like, it didn't need to be two books. Um, You know, Harry Potter did good, Twilight was bad, but the worst example will always be The Hobbit breaking up the shortest game of not Game of Thrones, War of the Rings <laughs> book into three movies. I think it was originally supposed to be four as well. Like I think originally, what's his name? The dude who does those movies wanted The Hobbit broken up into four books. Or movies. Or four movies, yeah. Weird. Um, one, the shortest book. So and that- it... It's also my the only Lord of the Rings book I really like. <laughs> so I, I 
I, I definitely think that it like like have you guys seen the Hobbit movies? No. I have not. God. I tried to read Lord of the Rings books and I tried just to watch the movies and all that. I just I couldn't. Just read the Hobbit, pretend the movies don't exist, but the books, the movies add they have to add filler. Like it's the reverse issue of Oh, how do we break this hundred and sixty page book into almost six hours of movie where you add stuff and I'm I'm definitely glad that this movie didn't feel like it had that issue because you could tell. You could literally tell when it went from book material to added material and it just, it sucked. Yeah. And this movie didn't have that issue or you even Hunger Games, it felt like, oh, well, we have to throw in an action scene really quick to keep the smooth keep, brains engaged, I guess. Gotta keep them entertained. Yeah, and it's it never had that issue for me. So I, I really do appreciate that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Same. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. My brain shut off for a second. Um, you guys heard the Lord of the Rings. You guys yeah. were like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Blank it out, blank it out. Yeah. <laughs> excavate, excavate. Um, yeah, I will say they do spend a, I mean, they do spend a good amount of time on their homeworld and in on in the book. But I think in the movie, they do a little bit better, of especially showing the contrast of them going to this or starting on this very wet and <laughs> water-covered planet. Happy-looking place. To this desolate uh, dune <laughs> or desert planet. Yeah, that's the title of the movie. Yeah, which they do say a couple times. Um, Like, I didn't say it earlier, but like I love the whole scene of Paul like stick- getting the water out of like the lake like right when the ships are like rising up so they can leave mm-hmm. like such a i was like i would never have thought of that and i was like that's a good scene or like the the scene of um Leto like uh telling paul like even if he's not a good leader he's the only thing he ever needs to be is his son it's not in the book either and i was like that's a really good speech yes yeah right. you could have you could you could have convinced me that was in the book <laughs> uh, um, those were my favorite scenes yeah just ruined it. Kurt's never gonna read the book now. Yeah, yeah fuck the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what are what are your, some of your other favorite sci-fi movies? Because this is one of my favorites. Not at all like thematically related, but upgrade. Nope. Oh, that's a good choice. I didn't even think about that. Upgrade's baller. I do love that movie. That's got some good action in it. This is what the movie is. The movie is literally just four action scenes strung together with a halfway, a pretty good revenge plot with the yeah. actually good twist ending. It is like one of probably four movies to, I think, nail a twist in the last two minutes of the movie and it. It works. It actually not just works, but like leaves you like, oh my God. You're like, I kind of want a sequel to this. Yeah. Like, but also at the same time, I don't need one. I don't need one. And that. The, like like the twist doesn't leave you feeling like it's not like oh it was all a dream level twist it's like oh my god that was that did not go in a place I was expecting it doesn't invalidate the rest of the movie as well no and that, I think that's how you and, and it's just oh it's upgrades great I, I need to get a frame for the Sam got me movie poster and god the movie poster frames are like forty dollars so yep <laughs> I don't think I've seen upgrade you would not watch it. It is gory. Oh yeah, probably not for me then. 
I mean, it's violent. Uh, yeah, I guess it is pretty gory. Yeah. Um, but here's my hot take. I mean, as much as I like Get Out, Upgrade's my favorite Blumhouse movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one you uh, talked shit on a couple weeks ago. I t- see the issue is they just make a lot of cheap, terrible horror movies. Like Truth or Dare, Fantasy Island. Uh, and then occasionally they'll make like actual movies. <laughs> like Get Out and Upgrade. <laughs> and Us. And, and uh, Us. There's and any no, Jordan Peele movie. There's um, no in between. I was talking with Corey. At least I'm always entertained by a Blumhouse movie. And I think one of the biggest sins a movie can make is be boring. That's true. Like, I'm sure you guys have noticed on the podcast. I'm like, yo, this was this part was boring. Just, just remove it. Like, to me, that's one of the biggest sins any entertainment can be is boring. And I'm never bored. Uh, Countdown sucked. It was a sucky movie. Unfriended sucks. God damn it. You guys, it's an hour and a half of pure cocaine. <laughs> like, a, I'm pretty sure a writer sat in a room with some cocaine and wrote Unfriended in about two hours. First draft. And they're like, we'll make it. Yeah, literally. I'm pretty sure Jason Blum just sat with a pile of coke. No disrespect to Jason Blum. He seems like a cool guy, but... I can't wait for this Spawn movie that may or may not happen. <laughs> you got any other uh, fave sci-fi movies, Kurt? Uh, you know, I... I God, it's probably, like, I think my hottest take on the podcast. Uh, Star Wars, Rogue One, and The Force Awakens are my two favorite I, I think that you can just watch those two it's very fitting that you say uh, Rogue One because the director or cinematographer for Rogue One is the same for Dune and the Batman yeah you can tell which his name's Greg Frazier so he, he does some great work he does actually I think a couple episodes of The Mandalorian it, he, he's he's amazing like I mean, there, there's a, I think like, like Rogue One if you don't like Star Wars if you haven't seen Rogue One, watch it. It's not really a Star Wars. It's a, it's a movie that takes place in the Star Wars canon without being like. I would say it's not directly tied, but it's also directly tied. It's like directly. It doesn't feel like it's directly tied. Yeah, it's very. Solo is also pretty good, but. I Solo was a lot of fun. Yeah. The movie gets way too much hate, honestly. It, it does. Like, it's really like I was expecting to hate it. And I'm like, well, that was. Oh, that was fun. Especially, it, it kind of works. Like, take it whether you like episode eight or not. It's like kind of just like vanilla, like Star Wars. It's like it's got everything you like in the Star Wars universe without like trying anything like too weird or. But then again, I like it. I don't. I don't need you to try things. I just need to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And solo and. It's it entertaining. It's entertaining. Force Awakens, sure, it's a copy of the fourth movie, but it's a beautiful, fun copy of the fourth movie. I, I do like Seven. It's great. You guys have some sci-fi movies? I feel like. You know, do you want me to go? Or? Doesn't matter. Um, I got, I mean, obviously you can't not recommend like or i guess we're not in our recommendations but a new hope is great especially if you like doom there's a lot of influences <laughs> on it chosen one like boy on a desert planet some parallels you might say yes there are more parallels since from for star wars that come from dune 
and you'll see them because Dune was written maybe like 15 to 17 years before Star Wars came out. So there's no way to say it wasn't an influence. Um, but since he is the director of this and it's also one of my favorite movies as I look down at my name badge because I'm still wearing my work clothes. Um, Blade Runner 2049. Well, we're, we're going to eventually do an episode on it. Um, but it's another beautiful movie. Uh, has a lot to say about like what it means to be human. Like I, I don't have enough words for it. <laughs> it's a great, it's just like a, it's one of the few sequels that is even better than the first movie. And I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the first movie, but each time I watch it, I like it a little bit more, but I love Blade Runner 2049 like every single time I watch it. I think it's the same when I collect a favorite movie. Yeah. Like like if I really have to put it in, it might also be my individual favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh God, dude, that's it's it's I still haven't seen it. But I haven't seen the first one either because I fell asleep after the first ten minutes. Which in my defense said it had been a very long and stressful in, day. In your defense I'm old. <laughs> no, in your defense, man, like Blade Runner is a little bit of a hard watch like the first time. Yeah, it's a hard watch. Like, especially if you don't, it's just, it, 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 it's not, it's never, like, not completely boring, but it's also never, like, fully, like, engaging. Yeah. Because they don't explain everything, which, I mean, I don't need it to explain everything, but Deckard's not a great cop in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, like, there's so many cuts of that movie, I feel like, I feel like at this point, like, I've. I've seen the another one of or two of the other cuts of this of that movie. There's the theatrical. There's the director's cut. There's like the director's I think extended cut, and then like the final cut. Yeah. So I think I've I think I've I've now I've seen three different cuts, and I feel like I have like a super cut in my head <laughs> of that. I'm like, yeah, that's that's definitely the best collaboration of scenes because it's not. It's all the movie is is just a weird collaboration of scenes, and it's a weird movie. It's it's a very no, 24 and 9, oh. Every minute. Yeah. It's it's also like the highest budget like art house movie ever. <laughs> so I love it for that. And I mean, in the not to keep going back to the original, but there's some added scenes that he added in from another movie that I hate the inclusion on it, but we'll get to that another time. <laughs> So what are what are some of your favorite sci-fi movies, Katie? Um well, we we had a discussion before the the podcast episode about what qualifies as a sci-fi movie cuz for me when I look at these genres, I look at them in the eyes of a book reader. <laughs> and a lot of sci-fi books are very uh space oriented and then you have their fantasy books that are very dragons and middle age and all that kind of stuff and then everything else pretty much just fiction so i i had to do some digging i had to google some sci-fi movies (laughs) just to see what would really count and what like fits for me but uh some of the ones that we found and even you know the guys brought up inception inception is 
I don't want to say it's one of my favorites, but like, not like favorite, favorite movies, but it's such a good movie. I love the way that that movie is done. It is so different and just, I'm going to use the word bizarre and maybe that's not the right one, but it was so strange when it came out and you're like, what the hell is this? But as I've gotten older and I've watched it more and more, I'm just like so impressed by the way that movie is done. Yeah, I, I do like Inception. I think, I don't think you've seen it, but Interstellar is probably my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Inception's probably tied for a second between it and The Dark Knight. Maybe Inception beating out a little bit more, but I mean, they're all really good, but Inception has a lot of cool, like, practical things like the. I mean, everybody talks about it, but like the the rotating hallway is cool. It's probably one of my favorite DiCaprio performances, and I'm not... I would agree with that. That's, here's another hot take. I'm not a huge DiCaprio fan. He's, I... he's good in everything, but it's just... Have you, have you seen Clan Girl? No. No. Okay. I watched one Clan Girl and cleaned. It is what has convinced me, or Wolf of Wall Street. Have you guys seen that? I, I actually have it. I think so. Here's the thing I was not a DiCaprio fan. You gotta almost watch his unhinged R rated performances. That's when I became a DiCaprio fan. That's so. I, I'm kind of with Sam where like, I'm really not like a huge DiCaprio fan. He's a good actor. I understand why people like him. I'm just not always sold on his performances. But I really enjoyed him in Inception. And then um, in the the Netflix movie, Don't Look Up. I know Sam and I have talked about it. He didn't really care for the movie. And like... I mean, I liked it. It's just... It's, There's some tonal issues I have with it. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's not a great movie, but he honestly, I think, gives a really great performance in that movie, and he gets kind of unhinged in it, not in the same way that he does in the ones you were talking about, Kurt, but he kind of loses his shit a couple times in it. and Understandably. It's just, it, it it's that, like, unhinged that kind of hits you. You're like, oh, wow, okay. What a performance. So, I, I think... I would agree in that, that once he gets that way, that kind of changes your perspective. So, and, so, I mean, Lango and Clay, you know, it, it's, I don't feel like I need to choose for but he's a slave owner mm-hmm. who fights, who, has, who runs slave fights. And like, at one point he cuts his, like, DiCaprio himself cuts his own hand and does not stop acting. And you can tell that everyone is like, this guy's crazy. This guy's <laughs> insane. And his character is insane. And just everything about his role in that movie. I mean, it's a dark movie. I've heard the stories about he, he sliced his hand and everything. He sliced and... his hand. And then he was also uncomfortable dropping the hard R that many times in front of Jamie Foxx as well. And Jamie Foxx was just like, bro, man up. <laughs> it's a, you're an actor. Do your job. Don't be a bitch. It was literally Jamie Foxx's he... <laughs> I will say DiCaprio does genuinely seem like just a nice guy. Any interviews I've seen with him and then... You know, when you hear stories from a set and all that, he does just seem like a good dude. Um, but to to get back to, to the sci-fi movies, uh, Men in Black. <laughs> Fucking love Men in Black, like the original one. Even the second one's great. Um, I haven't seen two in so long. It's even, been forever. Even the third one. The third one honestly really, is pretty good too. The third one really isn't that bad. Like I, 
Of course, you're expecting the third one to suck hard eggs. Yeah, because by then you're like, okay, you've done your thing. And it's not one or two, but it's... And it had been like eight years, I think. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's still... It's still, yeah. still good. It's still fun. There's still... That should be another miniseries we do is Men in Black. It's been a long time since we watched those. And I have not seen Men in Black International, so that would give me an excuse to watch it. There we go. Another miniseries. Oh, no. We can skip International. <laughs> is it not good? Uh... I've heard it's kind of rough. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. But I do like um, Chris Hemsworth, and I like Tessa Thompson. Yeah, they had so much chemistry in Thor. Also, yeah, the Marvel movies are sci-fi. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. They're all... That jinx. I mean, I would even say Doctor Strange, which is magic, is still <laughs> oh, sci-fi. Well, well, it's funny. We were talking about... Uh, or when I brought up Inception, you talked about the hallway scene and stuff. I always think of like the weird building movements and shit in Inception and I always think of Doctor Strange and all that so it's funny that you you say that but um, yeah Men in Black would be fun to watch as a group and then um, I put Star Wars on the list but I'm talking about the OG trilogy because those are so much better than the others I'm going to agree disagree but you know (laughs) it's fine we can fight about it later but uh, especially Empire Strikes Back it's my favorite Star Wars movie. Same. Kurt Shagan has had that meme, but it's fine. I don't know how you grew up in our house and you don't like that one. Bro, it's again again, I I am a very simple person. I see flashy colors and <laughs> an entertaining plot like the Force Awakens. Bro, you Don't get me wrong, Force Awakens is great. But I just I'm a sucker for the original trilogy. I don't know, I guess uh I Leave me alone in my corner, man. I got unfriended, okay? <laughs> my, my biggest issue with Force Awakens, after I talked to a friend, I hadn't really thought about it, but that movie just sets up too much, and the payoff is not worth it. It doesn't live up to what they're setting up. Oh, I don't pretend that 7 and 8, or eight and 9 exist at all. That's fine. I've never even seen 9. You're not missing much. No, I, I, I've literally tried to watch it so many times. And don't. It, it, honestly, it might be my least favorite Star Wars movie beating out attack on the clothes oh it is oh wait seven and or eight and nine are worse than the original or the origin trilogy by prequel like, trilogy yeah i so, so much i don't know <laughs> i i don't i don't hate eight i actually kind of like it minus the canto bite scenes yeah i was eight, eight tried a lot it tried really hard just didn't quite get there also, also i'm sure you can tell none of us mentioned star trek it's not that I think any of us particularly have a dislike. It's just none of us have a like of Star Trek. I would agree with that. I'm going to throw out one more sci-fi trilogy so Kurt can give me shit for it. But uh, Back to the Future trilogy. Is um, what am I going to shit? Because in our little preview episode, I talked about how Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies. You're like, I've never heard you talk about it. I'm surrounded by Harry Potter and Iron Man memorabilia. There's not a single DeLorean around me. Uh, that's because right now they're in storage. Okay. This is all stuff I've gotten since we moved here. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying to you guys, there's a lot of Wanda. There's, a, there's a lot of Iron Man. There's a lot of Harry Potter. No DeLorean. Whatever. Anyway, I, I do, I love Back to the Future. You know how many times I watched those growing up, Sam. So that's true. They're they're a lot of fun, and the soundtrack in those is great. 
I just, yeah, those are, those are a good time. Those are fun. Uh, I think my favorite is probably one of the whole trilogy. I know everybody loves two, but. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. One's my favorite. I think they're just the stories, the most solid. I oftentimes get them confused. I know there's the Wild West one, the future one, and the one where he almost fucks his mom. <laughs> okay, That's so what... the fucks his mom one is the first one. Okay. Future is the second one. Okay. But then it also goes back into the past. Yeah. Where, also true. Where Biff is like running the world because he got the sports almanac. Yep. And then three is the Wild West one. Okay. I Which... think three's definitely the weakest. But as a kid, it's still I, a lot of fun. The kid three was my favorite because it was like, oh man, <laughs> I was like, oh, we're learning the Wild West. There's a train. They gotta make the train go fast. Oh no, the train going fast. <laughs> Will they make it? Yeah. Yeah, I, those movies are just such a good time. Those are like feel good movies for me. Uh, can I recommend E. T. as a sci fi movie <laughs> or a horror movie? Both. <laughs> So my name is E.T. I'm 10 million years old and I never fucking learned how to spell boingo. <laughs> you know what's great is the next wasn't the next day or the next week we were watching the hot ones with Colin Farrell and the last question was him talking about how much he loves E.T. <laughs> it's like well, it was, man. It was two days later. Or no oh. it was literally the next night. Oh yeah it was the next night. Because that was the night we got a bunch of ice after we had watched E.T. and Sam came here to stay the night instead of driving home and we were watching interviews and then we watched that one and he brought up E.T. and Sam and I started laughing. But that's when I made the E.T. Boingo meme. And I made, I think that's when I made the little woozy meme. Oh, you guys, um, our E.T. episode was, E.T. is such a cursed movie that it literally cursed our episode. <laughs> it true. wasn't a cursed movie until we watched it as a group. Yeah. I think we were, I, I don't know, like, E.T. used his magic finger and destroyed the audio to that episode. <laughs> He's like, nobody needs to listen to this. <laughs> Probably did you guys a favor. Yeah, I, think, I think God did do us a favor for that. Um, that probably would have been our Patreon, first ever Patreon-only episode. Oh, yeah, no, that, that one was that probably. One was a too. However, that being said, I'm sure we could share some memes on our Patreon when we get that up and going. Yes, and maybe if I can salvage the audio from it. I'm down to re-record it. It was hilarious, but you know. So, so this is this is a legitimate question thrown thrown to you, Sam, because I kind of I have one more Dune question before we fully move on. From sure, Dune. I'll see if I remember any, anything. <laughs> yeah. So, how many Dune books are there to your knowledge? Um. So it's kind of might be a slightly loaded question in a sense. Yeah, I I, I know, and that, that, that's. So I, I don't fully know though. Yes. Um so originally uh Frank Herbert, who is the author of the books, he wrote six. Um Dune, Dune Messiah, Children of Dune, God Emperor of Dune, Dune Heretics, and then Dune Chapter House. Um and then he after Chapter House, I believe he or he sadly passed away. And I think in the early 2000s or late 90s, his son and like another like sci-fi writer took up like the mantle of writing more Dune books are not to like the, like they're from what I've heard, 
they're like fine, but not as good as the Frank Herbert books, which I mean, it's obviously makes sense because Frank Herbert was the author of this universe. So he had, you know, the whole story in his head, basically, yeah. which they did have like his notes that he had left of like stories he hadn't finished, but there's just a lot that doesn't entirely line up with what Herbert had put, or Frank Herbert had put into motion or written down originally. So there's a little bit of retconning. I don't know if I'll ever read his son's books. I'm sure I would probably enjoy them. Not as much as I enjoyed Dune, but I, that being said, I still have four books to finish of Dune. Because uh, after the movie came out, I kind of did like a deep plunge into <laughs> the books. Not, I guess not really too deep, but... Get a little obsessed. Yes, because uh, anytime I was like doing floor, which is where we clean theaters at my job, and like it was a slow day, I would just wear my headphones and then just listen to the audiobooks because it was that or music. And I was like, this is a good way to listen to an audiobook because it's like 10 hour shifts. So, can yeah, makes get the through. day a little more bearable. Yeah. Listening to something you want to hear. That being said, I did like start Children of Dune and didn't finish it, but I'm, I'll probably, once the movie's coming out, I'll probably like start rereading them. So. Yeah, I, I definitely. I'm, I'm always just very hesitant after Game of Thrones. So I'm glad I've now clarified up because I thought that he wasn't able to finish his original story or something like that. And and I, again, Game of Thrones, I'm too scared. Gotcha. I don't think I've read a book since Game of Thrones. <laughs> it, like disappointed me in high school. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Besides Dune, the only only books. <laughs> Sorry, that face I just made was because I was like, oh my god, I can't imagine not reading anything since high school. I literally bought four books this week. How many books do you solve to read? We're not going to talk about it. I mean, I've... over or under on 20. Yeah. Mm, probably over. I mean, I can't even say anything. I have a lot of comic books I buy and I haven't read yet, so. Um, but. To my knowledge, which I could totally be wrong, there are six books you can read that you'll get the full story of what Frank Herbert had originally either planned or intended. You can at least, I would say you can at least read Dune and Dune Messiah and you'll have a pretty conclusive story, I would say. Okay, because that's kind of my... My thing, like, you know, like, I've always known Dune as this, like, again, like, I think with all of the other authors and everything, I remember reading was, like, 22-some-odd books, and it's like, man, I'm like, this is really good, but 22 books is, uh... That's some dedication. Yeah, that's some dedication. You'd be investing a lot of time in 22 books. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend the books from what i read i just the universe is very very interesting and a lot of cool like philosoph philosophical like questions and like whatnot 
Yeah. And also kind like the as they Frank Herbert has always said, kind of has an interesting look at like charismatic leaders and like the dangers of that. So I do have a quick question for you, Sam. Sure. Since you're the only one that's read the book. Um so you said you finished the first half of the book in time to see the movie, right? Yes. Okay. How would you say pretty much all the details were covered in the first movie for the first half of the book? Or do you feel like they had to leave out some stuff? Um, Like I said, uh, like one of my issues with when I said my least favorite part was they cut out the dinner scene. Mm-hmm. Um, That was kind of, I guess, a little like sad because I kind of had imagined like seeing that mo- scene in the movie and then see it and I was like okay I kind of see why they cut it um there's a couple of like smaller details that are missed like the UA plot um after the hunter seeker which is the thing that attacks Paul in his bedroom <clears throat> they kind of set up or or Plato and Paul set up like a rumor to see if they can kind of figure out who the like actual traitor is where it's lady jessica or like they let people believe that Mm. um which i'm kind of glad they cut it doesn't really help anywhere and just kind of makes the ending of the book a little complicated but and then there's only like one other like really small detail which i find really weird in the movie is when they're getting the housekeeper and she talks about the Chris knife she uncheese it in the movie and in the book whenever you uncheese it you have to draw blood and for some reason she doesn't do that in the movie but then later once they meet Stilgar and the rest of the Fremen they all draw their Chris knives and then they make cuts so I'm just like where's the consistency yeah she's just a really bad Fremen Uh, apparently (laughs) Even though she had a very important job where she was the well dipper. But I just was curious if it was pretty well spot on or if there was a whole lot that even got cut from the first half of it. I would say it's pretty spot on. Um, there's probably stuff I'm missing or have forgotten about since it's been six months. Yeah. But nothing that i can complain about or so hey hey you guys real real quick this is kurt here i just want to explain uh cory just didn't want to watch dune <laughs> like i know we're a movie review podcast and all of that but um as she says why the fuck would i want to watch part one when part two ain't out yet that's stupid which is valid <laughs> i mean it, it's it's such a valid complaint when she told me <laughs> i was like but it, it's a pretty movie i i don't give a shit and that was the end of the discussion so um, Corey will be here for the part two, <laughs> which there will be a part two. <laughs> um, so rec- recommendations: Dune Part Two, <laughs> Dune 1984, and Dune 2000. Uh, Kurt missed opportunity. What? Dune Part Two: Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I swear to God, what else are they going to name it? You can't name anything else. The Dune. That's true. Dune? The Dune <laughs> Twilight New Dune. 
Dune of the Planet of the Dune. <laughs> Our Dune Dune. <laughs> Our Dune Cubed. Dune Awakens. Our Dune Dune Squared. <laughs> the Dune Strikes Back. <laughs> Return of the Dune. Emperor's New Dune. <laughs> the Last Dune. <laughs> the Phantom Dune. Attack of the Dunes. Dune in the Chamber of the Dunes. <laughs> Revenge of the Dune. Dunes 2023. Dune in the Order of the Dune. Dune, a Dune story. <laughs> Back to the Dunes. Rogue Dune. Men in Dunes. Duneception. <laughs> These are all great options, guys. We really hope you enjoy them. Dune Stellar. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is if they come up with some stupid name like Dune in the fight or something, I'm gonna be so pissed. I think it would probably just be called Dune Part Two. I'm just alive. They dude. should literally just call it Dune. That, honestly, they might. I mean, they didn't even advertise this as Dune Part One. It was just Dune, and then you see the movie, and it's like Part One. Like, I think if they name it something stupid, I'm gonna send them this clip. I'm gonna send Lion Gates this clip. Be like, feel free. Here's 40 good ideas. <laughs> uh, <gasps> Missed opportunity for episode title. We can go back and fix it. No, certainly doomed reviews. God, we're stupid. That's what happens when you record at midnight. Midnight I mean, 30 by the time we started. Corey's normally the pun god. So. It's true. We need her. But yeah, recommendations. Star Wars, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, Even though I don't like the ending and hope it goes better, um, I would say Game of Thrones. Because, I mean, a lot of people call this like the Lord of Rings of space, but it's really more game of thrones of space yeah um i would say star wars is the lord of the rings of space yeah like i'm a big game of thrones fan i mean it literally got me to quit reading because of how frustrated i am <laughs> with um Dragar martin he wrote a video game though <laughs> he wrote a apparently brand new really really good video game and like four spin-off books but can't finish the main can't finish ones i've literally like sophomore year remember being like oh yeah it's coming out soon winter coming out this year and talking with my uh political history teacher and him and i were like yeah man we can't wait for it to come out this year Uh, i have seen him since then like was graduated from high school he's like book's still not out kurt (laughs) (laughs) he goes bro i don't think it's coming out and i'm like i don't i don't think it's the book's coming out bro like, I'm convinced it's a joke. I can't recommend Star Trek. I've never seen any. That's not true. I think you watched one, like... I watched one where Spock fucking dies. <laughs> the best one. Spoiler alert. Yo, he comes back. The next movie is literally, like, the revival of Spock. The search I'm, for Spock. I'm, I'm kidding. Spock. I'm kidding. Calm down. Bro, I, I, I'm i sorry. I just... Like, I, I don't like to use Star Trek as a punching bag. For all of my bad sci-fi jokes it to be fair like star trek was such a huge thing when like our parents were younger and 
they got more exposure to it than we did. We didn't really get any exposure to it until they did these reboots. Which are more action adventure movies than Star Trek movies. Yeah, so I feel like it's fair that like for us, we're not really big Star Trek fans. I mean, I've seen some of the newer movies. They're good movies. They're just not for me. Yeah, I'm not a Trekkie. If you are, power to you. Yeah, like, I... I will say, those are some of the most dedicated fans I've ever met in my life. Like, some of the Star Trek fans you'll see at Comic-Con. Fucking awesome. Uh, so, this is... This, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was waiting some time to, for um, somebody to bring up Con or something during this, because I just want to shoehorn it in, but there's a pretty big um, convention where we are in Kansas City, and I remember... God, the last one I went to was probably like 2017, 2018. I remember seeing the dudes doing the the thing where they put the head, hand to their forehead from doing the doing thing. And I remember distinctively remember either Sam and I or Katie and I making fun of them for doing the stupid fucking doing thing. <laughs> probably Sam and I, because I thought Katie knew it. Like you and I were making I don't, fun of them. I don't remember this, honestly. God, maybe maybe I was making fun of it with Katie. Or maybe it was you and Tyler. Yeah, maybe it was Tyler and I, but we were I just distinctly we were making fun of these stupid sci fi nerds <laughs> making fun of the stupid niche dune movie. Guess what, it's Kurt? At... Now you're the stupid sci fi nerd. <laughs> I, I am, but like this was back when like Dune had this era of pretentiousness about it. Like I know like, I wasn't deep in the community, but I know as someone who was in the general nerd community, very nerdy community, Dune fans were looked at as pretentious, at least the ones I encountered. And they always did that stupid forehead thing. So I, just, yeah. I never wanted to be associated with Dune. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's even in the book. Maybe it was a thing that started in the movie or the miniseries they did. Um, but... So I figured that was just the thing they did for the movie, and I was like, oh, that's cool. So, <laughs> but maybe it is actually in the book, and I just don't remember it. Granted, it's an audio... I heard it in audio form, so I, I probably just forgot that part. <laughs> like, I literally remember like talking about how excited you know, I was for Star Wars 7. This, you know, really putting this back, you know, back in middle school, high school. Um, and I remember people being like, Star Wars is just a cheap knockoff of Dune. Star Wars sucks compared to Dune. I remember reading those comments in the niche groups I was in and just being like, well, Dune fans suck. <laughs> and I, if you were are one of those Dune fans who just, you know, I don't know. Um, hate Star Wars. Hate Star Wars and just spends your whole life talking about how better Dune is than every other sci-fi thing. Bro, it's not better than Unfriended, so... <laughs> But will we get unfriended without Dune? Is the real question. <laughs> I don't. A pile of cocaine, yeah. <laughs> Dune's all about drugs, though. Is is Dune just the story of how they made unfriended? I, I don't. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> the Dune unfriended cinematic universe. Y'all get your uh, recommendations on. Uh, I said Game of Thrones and Star Wars. Yeah, I said Dune too. <laughs> the Dune and then Dune. yeah, and then the two Dune nineteen eighty four and the TV miniseries, which I have not seen yet. Kate, 
Um, I've got two. And so one would be, I'm going to say the Harry Potter series. Um, and kind of to correlate back to what we were talking about when you go into splitting Deathly Hollows into two parts. And more so specifically those movies than, than the entire series. But I feel like you kind of need the entire series to get to the final two movies. Um, just watch those and pray. <laughs> but uh, just I think those are a good example of how to split up one singular storyline. And do it in a good way where it makes the big moment or like... The big moments in the first half still feel like big moments and then you can get into the second half and it's still like you have the actual climax of the story to where it's everything has built up to this point. We should we should do a Kate and I should do a yelling about Harry Potter. Oh please. Because I I can I can yell about part two. I it's such a good movie, but I have so many issues with JK Rowling and her writing. Yeah. Not so much the movies. Like I think the people who did the movies, especially Seven, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, up until Harry snaps the Elder Wand. Yeah, I mean, that was bullshit. That, that's fine, but there's so much we could talk about with those. There are a lot of things I could talk about with Harry Potter. I could literally just go on. Yeah. We could we could do like a four hour podcast we episode could. on Harry Potter. We could probably do twelve hours, honestly. Uh, y- yeah. But um. But yeah, no, I, I really do think they're a perfect example of how to do two completely different paced movies because it seems like part two's going to be more action-packed, more resolution, fast-paced. more fast-paced. Yeah. And this one was more just like Deathly Hallows, like them walking in the woods, them walking in the desert, you know, which is fine. I think, it's, I think that's a very valid way to do your two-part movie. I think it's the best way is to actually make them different. And it's smart to do it that way. I think you can do it. Um, I do have one other recommendation and might think it's a little out there. Uh, do you remember seeing Super 8? Yo. Yeah. Such a good movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but um, that's another very, I think, visually stunning movie. And it's a good, I'll call it adventure movie. You're a trek, if you will. <laughs> um, it's a little different than kind of the rest of the vibes we've had going on, but I think it would be a good, good fit if you enjoy the journey. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched Super Eight. We watched it at work one day when we were waiting for a truck to pick something up on like a Saturday, and yeah, it it's still an adult. It's it's a fun movie. It's good. It's a little, little darker. Yes, dark is a PG thirteen movie aimed at thirteen well, year olds can get. It's the yes. better version of Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you used to like that? I've only seen the first season. Oh, I thought you were like obsessed with it at one point. I mean, I probably was like a big fan of it, but I don't know. It didn't... Kind of fell off the wagon. Yeah, the more I've heard, it's more like they could have ended this a while ago but netflix likes that money so yeah who can blame them it's true um so what has everybody been enjoying this week slash two week hiatus <laughs> if you say dragon quest kurt <laughs> i'm actually not gonna say dragon quest 
Well, first, you know, I figured I'd, you know, um, I, I don't know how these are being released due to our filming or recording schedule, but um, did you guys touch on why Corey and I were gone at all? No, we didn't, record didn't use the we didn't record. record anything. Oh, okay, well, never mind. Um, we watched Dune last week, and that was it. Okay, yeah, well, uh, Corey and uh, Corey got a weird thing going on with her eye, and we, we thought it was way worse than it actually turned out to be. It turned out to pretty much just be nothing, thankfully. But um, was, she was like blind for a hot minute. <laughs> she was she was for real blind, and we were we were real worried. But it turned out it was wasn't really wasn't really bad at all. I mean, it's bad, but it's, it's not as bad as you were thinking. Yeah. And it's essentially just like a cut trying to heal. And then it would bond her eyelids. So if you'd open her eye in the morning, it would recut the cut. <laughs> yeah, it's as graphic as I'm going to get. But uh, she's, she's doing okay now. She's not blind. So I was been spending time with that. And I actually started playing Final Fantasy XII. What? Again. No Dragon Quest? I know they're made by like the same people. <laughs> But, you know, this is another series I really enjoyed playing, and I, I got 12 Remastered just because I played as a kid. As a kid, I really hated it, and um, I'm, I'm just, I'm really just going to say it. I didn't even, I didn't even mean for this to happen, but it reminds me of if Final Fantasy adapted Dune, because it's a desert story about a princess trying to acquire a powerful weapon to stop a bigger empire from taking over her homeland after they kill her husband and father does she also hate sand uh no but it deals with her grappling with the fact that she has the ability to destroy there's like these three gems that could just nuke cities like nuke kingdoms and she has the ability to destroy them but if she holds on to them she's now couldn't you know what I'm saying? She now has a dominating empire versus nobody having access to him. I mean, it's all about power struggles and authority. And you know what? Uh, when the game came out, 10-year-old Kurt missed all of it. <laughs> and all of the, the little nuances in, in the story. <laughs> and all of the parallels about government control. <laughs> and funny how nuclear much oversight. Like, you know, it's a Japanese game dealing with nuclear weapons. I'm sure that that's lost on no one. It was lost on Kid Kurt. I hated the game. I'm like, this is, this is stupid. They're in the desert and they're talking about how, like, why wouldn't they just use the stones? Why don't they just want to acquire the Nethesite? Why why would you want to destroy it now as an adult? I'm like, oh my god, this is, this is great. I like this. This is becoming one of my favorites now. That's what that's about it. That didn't care for it. We've been in now the doctor, so. Yeah. Um, I have been watching uh This Is Us and A Million Little Things. Of course, both of those are on like a weekly release because they're I'm current on them. Which can I just say it sucks not having the entire series there to binge all at once. Is that... Yeah. See, I prefer it the weekly release. I mean, like. It's nice, but at the same time, I'm like, damn it, I want the next part now. <laughs> and my problem is I don't have, like, an actual, like, TV provider right now, so I just stream everything. So, you know, This Is Us comes out on Tuesday nights. Well, I don't get to watch it until Wednesday night. <laughs> so I gotta avoid spoilers. <laughs> if I'm lucky, the next day is when I get to watch it. And same thing with A Million Little Things, but um, This Is Us is on its final season, and they announced that they have no more, like, 
weeks off between now and when the finale comes out, I think in May. So I'm just like, I'm curious to see how this wraps up. And at the end of the final season, they hinted at, okay, let me start that over. Throughout the entire series, they have hinted at where it's going to end because the way that they do this show is so cool. They There's so many timelines that are happening all at once and the stories weave in, in and out with each other and it's just, it's so, so good. Um, so we know kind of where the series is going to end and some of the pieces to get there, but it's the figuring out how we are getting there. And so I'm just, I'm ready. I want to know. And then the uh, the other thing I've been enjoying this week is I got a book on Tuesday called The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. And I have uh, been like staying up every night late reading it and it is so fucking good. And it's very cute and rom-com-y and then all of a sudden there is one chapter that is nothing but smut and it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> And like it was one of those like you're kind of like oh I could see this going there and then they like start shying away from it and then bam there it is I'm like oh okay this is what we're doing now but really good book I'm really enjoying it um I'm probably about three fourths of the way through it and uh I'm I'm really excited to to finish it up I mean I'm sad that it's gonna be over but it's it's really good and same thing with this is us I'm curious to see how it's gonna end so at least I believe and you can go wrong but this is us the ending has been written just like this whole time I uh, think I think so like I remember reading like that and then oh god the show about heaven the good place the good place I know the ending was written from the beginning because I know I've heard like I've heard nothing but good things about both those shows but I know both of those I remember reading an article about how like they've had multiple interviews stating hey yeah we know maybe not the exact ending but we know where we want it to and I think it's yeah. always awesome for a TV show like that it's it's nice and I think I talked about it a few episodes ago but like with This Is Us I've been watching it since the first season like as it's all come out each season and it's one of those like I love that show and I'm sad that it's ending but at the same time I'm really glad that they're not just gonna drag it on and it's gonna turn into some like okay you gotta stop like three seasons ago so I'm glad they're not gonna drag it out and lose the spark of what makes it so good but it does suck that it's ending um i guess i'll touch my quick uh things i've been enjoying um so because everybody at work's been talking about it uh elden ring which came out a few weeks ago i'm not a huge souls fan so i decided i would try dark souls 3 because had bought it digitally so i was like i can download this for free <laughs> so i can try it and if i hate it then i didn't spend any money on it uh i've beaten the tutorial boss and the first boss in the first area so that's good because the last time i tried to play dark souls 3 i couldn't even beat the tutorial boss <laughs> so step up i would say <laughs> um and then i i just started this actually on Thursday night, maybe yeah. Thursday night, uh, on HBO Max, they added on that a Blade Runner anime show called Blade Runner Black Lotus, which I'm enjoying but not loving so far. 
The biggest issue for me is the art style of it, because it's CGI animation. Like, the backgrounds and, like, the textures for, like, the, the characters, like, closing and everything is, like, pretty detailed. But the characters are, like, pretty, like, blocky, and then, like, their skin is, like, super smooth. Like, there's no textures on them at all. It's very strange. It's, like, the action and everything looks good. It's just, like, the character models could could be need to be, like, completely different for, like, me to love this. And then, like, the, the only other issue is, like, the voice acting is fine. Like, it's nothing, like... Nothing to write home about. Yeah. Like, it, it's serviceable, and, like, nobody's, like, terrible. And, like, you can choose either English or Japanese. Maybe the Japanese version is better, but... I don't know. It's... I'm pretty sure, like, it's just, like, an American, like, animation studio. And, I mean, like, no it's, like, an American property. So, I don't, I don't really... I don't know if the Japanese dub's, like, necessary. <laughs> I, like I don't know. I always go back to, like, like, Squid Game. Like, I don't know if their accent or anything's good. I can't really tell what they're saying, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that Squid Game dub's not good. <laughs> That's, that might have been part of the reason why I only stopped after three episodes. I mean, I didn't love it by any means. And now that it's kind of out of cultural relevance, it's good. I guess I don't need to watch it anymore. Um, but And then I haven't really talked about it, but me and my parents have been watching Yellowstone 1883 on Paramount+. Plus, Like, pretty much, like, one episode every week. Um... Yellowstone, the show's pretty good. It's Kevin Costner. And it's it's basically like a cowboy like soap opera like in the modern day, written by Tyler Sheridan. So like the writing's pretty good. Um, but eighty three, I think's a lot better. That might be a hot take, but like the I would say sets, but it's just like the country <laughs> <laughs> about. It's just about like people trying to like migrate to like to Oregon like just going on that journey and it makes me realize how terrible like the wild west really is <laughs> and whenever anybody's like yeah I would travel back to the past it's like no you would not <laughs> it would be terrible <laughs> you would not <laughs> not survive it's like playing the Oregon trail games and you have died of dysentery yeah like there's there's one episode where they're just trying to cross a river and like half the people <laughs> die because <laughs> the river is just like a little too deep for the like the wagons it's exactly like oregon trail yeah Gr- growing up when i played oregon trail i always named the people i was traveling with the first two times sam and katie because i knew you guys and then i only watched i watched kurt sam and katie die like eight times <laughs> so i started naming them the people i didn't know because i would get sad because I, one time i had to one time i think i accidentally shot katie <laughs> Yeah, I used to name pe- name uh, people in XCOM like people I knew, and then they would die and be like, "I can't do that again." Yeah. <laughs> yes, Katie. So you shot me in Oregon Trail. I believe I accidentally had to. Okay, so me accidentally killing you in D and D is just fair trade. Bro, I was I I want to say I was in second grade. We were adults. Fair trade. <laughs> no, it's not. It was still an accident. 
But I made an accident in second grade. Versus, mm. what are you, 42 when you made that? <laughs> killed me in D&D? No. That's a whole 40 years. Wow. So, so, yeah. That was... I got one to add before we sign off. Okay. Uh, after our uh, Free Guy episode, and Kurt talked about his love for Stardew Valley, it made me break out Stardew Valley again, so... <laughs> I'll play like maybe 30 minutes to an hour after work and just mellow out and it's still just so much fun. It's so simple and just easy and I love it. I changed it up though for my love interest. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay, you got a spell. Got a spell. Who are you going with? Uh, We're going after Sebastian. Sebastian's amazing. I, I'm just curious to see how it's going to go because... I have not been finding anything good yet, and I haven't been making a lot of money, so, like, I can't buy shit yet. Yeah, just invest in the pots, because, like, the fishing pots, because all of his stuff involves that. Yeah. At least, right? Yeah, yeah, because he likes the crab cakes and the lobsters. I think so. Because he lives in the sea hut. I literally, Sam can, uh, Sam can testify, I think it was last weekend, I was playing it when he got here. And I literally had, like, the Wikipedia page pulled up on my my laptop to see which characters like what and what they didn't like and, like, their schedules so I could find them. And... Do you want me to send you the, all the stuff I've downloaded over the years? Uh, images? Duh. Hey, Sam, you gotta, play, you gotta start playing Stardew Valley now. I think I'm good. I gotta know, <laughs> so what, I gotta know what waifu you want. Yeah, it's so much fun. That is something I will hard judge people for the most time. I'm like, oh, you can marry whoever, but bro, who you marry in Stardew says so much about who you are as a human being. I'm good then. <laughs> I don't need that judgment in my life. I think what's funny is like, so the first time I ever played it and I went with Shane, of course you were laughing at me, but I was like, he's mean to me. And then you made the comment last episode where you're like, because you think you can change him. And I was like, no, this is the enemies, the lovers trope, Kurt. <laughs> Just living out my my YA fantasy book trope. I've, 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 it feels like I've almost like dated. Like I've totally played in the game enough to know all the characters. Remember one of them? I was like, I'm gonna date you. And then like, there's a heart of it where they say something, and just like in real life, you're like, what have I ever seen in you? <laughs> what are you? Yep. Here's a group of polygons. There's <laughs> a bunch of stupid fucking pixels. Just a bunch of pixels on my goddamn TV. Yeah. You can turn off this Xbox right now. You're dead. I'm not. <laughs> you gotta wait for me to come back. Like somebody did like a gift or something. I was just like, you know, I don't know. I can't remember who it was, but I gave them like, uh, I think it was a horseradish because I just had some. <laughs> and I fucking gave it to them and they go, oh, thanks. <laughs> Excuse me, I didn't have to give you that. I have a little appreciation. Yeah, like, I don't mind, like, if I give them, like, mayonnaise or something. And they're like, oh, hey, thanks. Because, like, if I received a jar of homemade fresh mayonnaise, I'd be like, oh, hey, thanks. I'm not, like, in love with it, but... I appreciate the time mm-hmm. and effort. Yeah. I don't even like mayonnaise, but I would still be appreciative. Yeah, but when I give somebody a beat and they're like, my grandpa died in the beat wars, I'm like, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I just love handing over a fucking daisy and they're like, I don't like this. You don't like flowers? What kind of an asshole doesn't like flowers? 
You gotta play Stardew, Sam. We gotta see which wife you pick. It's important. It's for science. But I'm about to invest all my time into Elden Ring. <laughs> it's okay to go invest our time in Elden Ring together. We'll explore it, and I've, I've heard it plays different enough from Souls, so hopefully I won't. Next time we hang out, Sam, I'm gonna make you play Stardew for a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> you heard it. He said okay. <laughs> I, think, I think that's all we got. Yep. Um, tune in to next week's episode where we either talk about E.T., uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, or the Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> or the Girls' Night episode. Or the Girls' Night episode. We watched Encanto. Time's an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't real. Time's a weird soup. <laughs> soup? It's a quote from Critical Role. It's fun. Oh, okay. Was... Alright. Yeah, on that note, <laughs> it's almost two in the morning. Bye, you guys. It is two in the morning. Wait, oh my god, it is. Okay. Good night, everyone. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Gotta work tomorrow. <laughs>